for another 10-minute mastery class. And today I want to talk to you about sellers. Are you prepared? And I'll tell you in this presentation, I'm going to give you the basics. I am going to give you the basics. We can expand as you learn. Some of you might already have some tips and tricks. Feel free to um, type them in the chat if you have some other things that you're um, doing, if you have any questions, because really everything that I talk about could be built out even bigger. But you'll adjust as you start to work with more sellers. All right, so let's do this. So when we talk about sellers, the first thing you need to do, someone calls you, right? They want to list their house. You need a seller consultation or you really need an intake form. You need to be prepared to ask questions. So you want to create a seller intake form or a seller consultation form. Could you use Google? Absolutely. Create a Google form. Um, could you use your CRM? There's so many ways to take the information. I'm someone that if you call me, I'm more likely to be um, in a position where I can take notes. And as you grow your business, eventually you'll get to the point where you're like, oh, okay, yeah. And so could you use Evernote, open something, you know, open this up on your, your, your mobile device, on your iPad. If you're in the office, could you grab one of these old school? I've been doing this since 2001. We didn't have all the tech. So I actually built this in Microsoft Excel so I could fill it out pretty quickly. So when we're talking about intake, eventually you'll adjust depending on your market. So if you sell horse property, if you sell farms, if you sell commercial, if you're working with residential, if you're working with manufactured homes, mobile homes, if you're working, you know, condo, luxury. When I say luxury, luxury is, there's luxury in every market. It just depends on the high price point of that market. So you're going to figure out if you work in areas that don't have basements like Florida, it's, you probably don't have a basement. In Illinois, you might have a basement. So you're going to ask those questions like the type of home. And, you know, just to give you a tip, um, I got to see, you know, do I keep all my stuff around? Yeah, I do. Um, I have this book that I've had for years and it is called the Houses, the Illustrated Guide to Construction. Now, I'm not saying you got to run out and buy this. You don't have to buy it, but it kind of helps you understand different types of home, be, homes. Because where I live, we have homes that actually came off of the train from, once upon a time, the Sears catalog. So you will, the goal is to be as detailed as possible. So seller um, input. And you might even get even better and like have a list of, can you tell me everything you've updated in the home? Can you tell me any repairs you've made? Can you tell me the last time the roof was repaired? Can you tell me anything that you've added to the home? Right. And then you could say, tell me why you bought the home, because that'll help with remarks. So this is an example of what that could look like. Now, number two, before you see the home, send all state required documents to your seller. Now, do you have to email them? You don't have to. Could you bring them? Could you? In, in Illinois, we have a lead-based paint brochure and a radon brochure. You could all, that's required. It's required. We also have the Consumer's Guide to Agency. So know your state. In Florida, transactional. I'm learning it's transactional. It, um, you know, exclusive agency would be if you listed. So make sure you send any required disclosure. So make sure you do that. And I like email or a transaction system like Loop or DocuSign or Google Drive or Dropbox because then you know that the consumer has it. So I like the e-signature tools. Now, when you preview the home, Make an appointment to preview the home. I have a checklist, so we're going to have, you know, I'm going to go over this again. 
but it's like, now you've got the listing, you get to the home, what are you going to do? So first of all, you make an appointment, take the client intake form, like take your folder, and then you're going to take the, the, the CMA or the seller packet. So take the client input form. Does your MLS have a listing input sheet? Ours is like seven pages. Take it. Take it with because it'll be a guide to help ask the right questions when you do measurements and things like that. Um, and always, when you preview the home, when you know when you make that appointment, take your mobile device and take photos. Take photos even though you're going to hire a photographer. That should be a part of this. And then also create a quick market analysis um, and that seller packet. Because I'm going to tell you, no matter what, the seller is going to ask you, you know, about buyers, you know, what kind of marketing. So have that prepared no matter what. Um, and then make sure you ask the seller for the business. Now, after the appointment, follow up, you know, follow up with an email, thanking the seller for allowing you to preview the home. And then when you ask for the business, you could have had the paperwork with you. The seller could have um, filled out all the paperwork at that first appointment. But if they didn't, you're going to come back to the office, you're going to send the listing paperwork, and you're going to rebuild a comparative market analysis because now you've seen the home. So we'll make that after the appointment, CMA, follow up with a thank you and the, the listing paperwork. <clears throat> Number five, depending on your MLS, start the draft listing, start the draft listing, and always be ready to talk data and price and buyers because the seller is going to say well how much do you think you can sell it for or how many buyers do you have so you need to have an understanding of what's happening in the market and depending on your mls and i know in georgia and in illinois if you have access to connect mls we can do reverse prospecting and potentially tell you how many buyers are already working with an agent and some of you work for companies that do this for you with their websites so number six marketing the home Create a marketing checklist. What are you going to do to market the home? It should be a part of your seller packet. But if you don't have a seller packet, and by the way, I always push you to um, always make sure, you know, check, check to make sure, you know, you know, because our company provides it. I have a checklist in workplace. You know, we can go, we can get all of this. So how will you market the home? Direct mail coming soon, just listed under contract. Now you might not tell the seller you're going to send just sold cards, but you know, you're going to send just solds you know, email marketing on social media, private Facebook groups. How are you going to market the property? You got to show your value. And then now follow up. Now you've, you've, you've gone through the process. And when I say follow up, now we followed up after the listing appointment, but now the property is on the market, right? You've listed the property. You got the property on the market. You are going to pre-create your follow-up reports for your clients. I use Microsoft Word, old school. And I follow up weekly. So, and I actually do this behind the scenes for my husband. So you need to follow up with a report and this will be another class, but you need to follow up weekly. Ask your clients for feedback and make recommendations. And you might get hard feedback. It's okay. But ask them, you know, what do you, what do you think I could do differently? Tell me, is there any, do you have any questions? Like ask them, have a conversation. And, and you know, it's okay if they don't like something, just adjust. Your job is to get the household. Know the current market. Number eight, know the current market. Be prepared for multiple offers. And I use a spreadsheet. And when I say know the current market, are you in a buyer's market? Are you in a seller's market? Are you in a stable market? In a seller's market, you could get multiple offers. In a buyer's market, you might sit on the property for a while. So you need to make sure 
you need to make sure that you know the market. Because if you're going to sit on the market for a while, your listing agreement might not be for three months. It might be for five or six or maybe even a year. So you need to know the current market. Number nine, you receive an offer. <clears throat> Present all offers to the seller. It's not your house. Present all offers. Even the ones that offended you, it's okay. And first of all, if you get one offer, and let's just make this up. House is listed for 100,000, someone comes in at 60. You should have already had a conversation with the seller during the listing process that says, okay, lowball offers. And this, this is gonna be another conversation, lowball offers. You know what? It's an offer. You can, you can accept, reject, or counter. And I would say counter. You can counter at 100,000. It's an offer. Present all offers. Once your seller accepts an offer, have the buyer's agent update the contract, then have your seller sign. There could be some commas in there. So um, once your seller accepts the offer, you go back to the buyer's agent. You say, hey, Tina, thanks so much. We got the offer. Um, we've negotiated. You know, I need you to update this, this, and this on the contract, and then I'll send it to my seller. Now, here's why. Because your seller, you might get another offer in the process. Now, I'm going to push you back. If you ever, you know, ask me. Let's have a conversation, Caremark agents, not a Caremark agent, always talk to your managing broker. And then turn in all necessary paperwork to your office, your client, and the attorney, depending on your state. In Illinois, everyone has to, um, the, the clients, every client, buyer, seller, tenant, landlord, has to have a copy of the documents within 24 hours, period, even if it's an offer and it's not fully executed. So turn in all necessary paperwork quick, as soon as you get it. Number 10, you're under contract. You need a checklist. Create a now you're under contract checklist for your client. You can also create an email campaign for your client to guide them through the process. We use LionDesk. There's already a pre-created list. So you need to follow up. And, you know, some of you might just need to put it in your regular Google calendar, your Outlook calendar, your paper calendar. You have to follow up. You have to follow up. Now, as you grow your business, you're going to adjust. Are you going to do it exactly the way I do it? No. And it's okay. Always work, you know, Caremark agents always, you know, ask me questions. Could I do this differently? Um, you know, agent journey agents always update your listing strategy. Um, talk to your brokers. Talk to your managing brokers. Find out what's working and what's not working. Follow, um, this should say follow up. Always follow up with the client even if the news is challenging. Just take a breath, it's okay. Um, and then feedback. When your client provides feedback, they're mad, they're pissed. You need the feedback, you need all feedback. So always be willing to adjust and always be willing to grow your business. If you don't ask for the feedback, you won't know. You won't know. I've had agents from other companies reach out to me and complain about my agents and they're like, please don't tell the agent and I'm like, they can't grow if I can't update them. You know, I've had loan officers call me and complain about our agents there. And they say, hey, here, I just want to let you know, this is what your agent did. And I'm like, okay, I'll let them know. They're like, no, don't tell on me. I'm like, they need to know. We need to know if we can do things better. So there you go. Thanks for joining me for another quick mastery class.